And I have with me, believe it or not, a surprise guest, a wonderful surprise guest, Carrie Lake, who should be governor of Arizona. The only reason I'm glad she isn't, she's here with us. Other than that, (laughs) for Arizona, I feel very bad because not only did they get a bad governor, well, we, I mean, wouldn't, we wouldn't even get into it. I everything mean, you just said about Joe Biden yeah. is what we have sitting in the governor's yeah, office she in Arizona. Unbelievably left-wing, anti-American, I, harmful sure. decisions to the people, yeah. gets people killed. I mean, she doesn't have dementia yet, but I think she knows she's a fraud. And I'll tell you what, I couldn't walk into an office and look at myself in the mirror in the morning if I thought I cheated the people at all. And what's ha- you, you're so right what you just said about Biden. Is there nobody around him, not even his wife, who says this isn't right? Well, she has to know, right? She yeah. To, she probably feeding him. That's <laughs> well, maybe, true. Or maybe she has somebody doing it for her. That could be. I mean, I saw, but you know, we've all seen the video of him trying to find the front door at the White House and he can't find his way and he starts roaming across the lawn. And we sometimes we chuckle about it or people do, which I don't I find know. it funny. As Trump says, he doesn't even know he's alive. <laughs> I know. And, uh, we shouldn't laugh. I know that. Uh, maybe we do it out of nervousness. Maybe we do it out of just instinct, but I've found myself really feeling bad that I'm laughing. I said to myself, what am I laughing at? I, I feel bad for America. I'm so worried about of where course. we're going. We have a year and a half to save it, and we have three options in front of us. We have the option of sticking with Joe Biden or whoever they replace him with if that ever comes, and that is going to be a fast sprint toward communism, which they're you know claiming as globalism. We have the other choice, and in my opinion, the, the guy who's being run by the establishment uniparty, DeSantis, and that's going to be a slower march toward globalism, which is the end of America. Yeah, you, or we have Trump. And do, Trump do is, get, is it just me? I want to, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking for you to agree. I'm asking you to disagree if you, if you do. Is it just me? But it, does DeSantis seem like he's disappearing? A little bit, but I, you know, I know that they're desperate. The globalists um, are desperate to get to stop Trump. Part of the reason I love Trump, I love him for a million reasons, because he cares about America. He loves this country. He's willing to sacrifice everything he's got to save our country and help us. But I also love him because I I love the fact that his enemies are my enemies. The globalist, (laughs) the folks who want to get rid of our Constitution, turn us into one homogenized globalist glob of of nothingness are the people who want to stop him. Kerry, I know him since 1986 or so, whatever. And I know that if, um, that his interest in politics goes way, way back. I mean, a lot of people think of him as, you know, he's a businessman, a very colorful businessman. Uh, some people, in fact, as a businessman, everybody loved him. His show was right. the most popular on television. Since he, since he <laughs> became a Republican, they hate him. Oh, when you look at his new book, Letters to Trump, you you know, you see Oprah just all, oh, we love you. You're fantastic. Oprah Oprah, Oprah is going to name me America's mayor. She loves me, too. (laughs) You know what that's turned to. (laughs) I'm sure. But but the one thing he was he's consistent about is all this globalism. Mm -hmm. He was an opponent of it back in 19 when it involved the Japanese. When we were all saying or people were all saying the Japanese are going to take over the world. He was saying, wait a second, wait a second. We're not going to let them do that, right? Right. Well, why do we make these stupid deals? He's criticized every president, Republican, and Democrat for making stupid deals and giving away America, whether it was Bush or Clinton or Obama. Mm-hmm. So this is really part of him. It's not going to change. I mean, it's, it, it, if there's one basic part of his political creed, it's that you shouldn't make bad deals for your business or your country. That's right. right. 
And, and that's why, the, you know, he used to be criticized. Well, wasn't he a Democrat at one time and he was a Republican? They criticized me as well, even though I've been registered since I was 18 as a Republican. For four years, I switched because I didn't like the endless wars we were getting into. And I was a mom at the time. I had two kids. on one. On I can see hit. that. I, and I, I said, what, when are we going to get out of these wars? I am somebody who's pro-America. And I was looking for a candidate who would stand up. For America. And that's what Trump does. He stands up for the working class. And you get where that comes from, even though he grew up in, uh, you could say, a, a, you know, I don't want to say a silver spoon in his mouth because he, he had to work. He did, but his father. But he could relate to father, construction his workers. His father never let the silver spoon stay in his mouth. His that's father right. pulled it out. <laughs> Just smack him up on the side of the yeah, head. He, he made might him have go to. work with all those construction workers. You know, he's it, a common man in a weird way. Well, that's how know? he grew up. He grew up working with America, with New York construction workers. I used to see him when we used to campaign until 2, 3 in the morning. The last thing he'd do, he'd go up to the cops that were waiting. It would be like 40, 50 cops that would take him to the airport. At 2 in the morning, he's taking pictures with them, and he's, and he's bull with them. <laughs> you see it with him now, and I'm so glad he's doing this on the campaign trail, because when, he's, when he was president, it was hard. You couldn't just unleash him into a pizza joint. It, the Secret Service wouldn't allow it. And when you see him with real people, you, you know, he hobnobs with the rich and famous, right? Right. And the wealthiest of wealthy. And, and you see him at Mar-a-Lago and they're wonderful people. But when you see him with real people who are working down here at the Burger King behind the counter, they're sweeping the floor, they're mopping the floor, they're cleaning the bathrooms. That's when you see him with the people who he connects with the best. I almost think in a weird way he likes connecting with real people more. More and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, since and he needs to do more of that because that's where you see that loving side of President Trump who loves this country and would sacrifice anything for it. You know, it was always true, but now it's been proven to him. The people he thought were, were his friends, you know, the, the fancy cocktail party people have all turned on him. Right. And the people that are there with him are the, are the guys in the street that he stops and talks to, the ones that he gives tips to, the ones he puts, puts his arm around. They're with him 100 percent. Yeah. And, um, you know, the good thing about that for us is those are the real people. That's right. You know, I got into town last night. I haven't even been to town for 24 hours, and I was a little nervous. I haven't been here for a while. And I thought, okay, am I going to get a coffee thrown in my face? What's going to happen? New York is pretty liberal. I have had probably in 20 hours, and I haven't been out in the streets that much, 15 or 16 people come up to me, grab me and say, thank you. I'm with you. I'm fighting for you. Keep fighting. One guy was a waiter and the wait staff at a hotel. We were having some luncheon. And he said to me, I came here from Bangladesh. I was told that I needed to support Democrats, but I woke up. I'm so fighting for you. And he almost had tears. I'm glad you got that because. I haven't had one person say anything negative. And I'm in New York City, supposedly the most liberal place in the world. But I have a feeling that the sensibility of New Yorkers is a lot more common sense than the media reports. Yeah, yeah. And they're going through a lot. You know, this Adams and Hochul are putting putting them through hell. The crime on the streets, the grime on the streets used to be the greatest place to come to. I told you this when I saw you in, in Florida this week. We used to come here all the time. We loved it when it was Rudy Giuliani's New York. And it's not good right now. We need you to. We need it you isn't. back. It isn't. I get. I get. <laughs> Can you turn it around again? <laughs> I get a number. And Ted is standing here with us. He's with me all the time. And Ted is shocked by uh, the reception that that I get. And I'm not saying this to be bragging or anything, but for every one person that goes after me for Trump, ten people are begging me to run for mayor. Even telling me they hate me for being for Trump, but you got to be mayor. Oh, and Trump's not so bad. <laughs> and then they'll say, and Trump's not so bad. Well, we need to we need to help people realize that it makes me sad that Trump's gotten a bad rap. He has. Can you imagine for eight years having lies and um, defamatory lies spread about you? 
And I'll tell you what, if you hate Trump, I'm here to tell you, I worked in the media. That has been an effort by the media to get into your brain 100%. and brainwash you into hating him. And if you hate him, you have fallen victim to that. 100%. And, and to a lesser extent, you and me. They do the same thing mm-hmm. to you, me, uh, anybody else, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, you can, right. na- you can name. Well, what I said on the campaign trail is if the media is railing against you and if you're seeing negative, nasty articles, please vote for that person. That means that person's <laughs> fighting for you. <laughs> well, we've got to take a short break and we'll be right back. Can you stay a minute more? Sure. Good. We'll, we'll be back with Carrie Lake. And boy, is she terrific. Is Rudy Giuliani back with you <laughs> on the Rudy Giuliani show? You just put a Danish in your mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. But Surprised I asked you're eating Carrie that at Lake this hour. With me, and I asked Carrie to give us the message that she thinks is the most important. We'll go on to a lot of other things, but I want her to tell you what she thinks is the thing that has to be focused on that we're not. Well, I, I want to talk to um, the moms out there. And you know what? Frankly, the dads, because I think that this country is going to be saved by mothers and fathers. Even people who weren't involved in politics a few years ago, myself included, other than covering it as a fair journalist when I worked for Fox in, in Arizona, I wasn't involved in politics. I was a journalist. You can't get involved in politics. But I realized that we're we're at a point where we don't have a lot of time to sit on the sidelines anymore and be quiet and say, well, we don't want to ruffle feathers. We don't want to irritate friends. We're at a time when they're after our children. They're going after our kids. They're coming after them in school, and they're talking about things that are totally inappropriate. The things they're talking to our kids about in school, you'd be fired if you talked about them in the workplace. They're inappropriate. Right. They should be taboo. They're telling our young, precious boys that they can be girls and vice versa. And, and I'm speaking to the moms and dads. We know in our heart of hearts this is wrong, and it's it's incumbent on us to stand up and speak out. And I know that, you know, some people say, well, I wish Trump were a little more this or that. You know, we don't get to dial up the personality of the yeah, people around yeah. us. And I, my husband's pretty near perfect. He's sitting here in the studio. <laughs> but if I could dial up exact perfect with him, then, you know, I might change a few things here and there. But we don't it's get to do that. It's true. Even we needed a brash Even with New ourselves. Yorker. Exactly. Ronald Reagan used to say, my 80% friend is not my 20% enemy. So and true. I used to always say, you can't agree with somebody completely. I don't even agree with myself completely. Yeah, I mean, I change my mind. Sometimes I say to myself, God, that was a stupid thing that I did or a stupid thing that right. I said or a stupid thing that I believed. Uh, Trump gets about, why don't we do it on, on results? Exactly. We don't know. We don't really know a president. And he's always, and I will say this about Trump. Say what you want about his tweets or his uh, personality. He is always fighting for America. And he stood up to more incoming than anyone I know. And, and so I just, I implore moms and dads out there. This is not a personality contest. We're not looking for, you know, um, someone to be Mr. Congeniality. Yep, yep. I'm, I actually, frankly, want a fighter right now. Do you think Mr. Congeniality, Mr. Wishy-washy, middle of the road, well, makes everyone happy is going to stop this nonsense on a, on World Biden, War Three? Biden is hardly Mr. Congeniality. He's a nasty, he's yeah. like a nasty old man. He's like the nasty old man that lives next door to you and, and, and makes fun of all the kids and gives them a hard time and, well, I'm hearing a lot from the right saying, we want sanity. You know what I want? I want to get off of planet crazy, which is where we are right now. And we need to get back on solid footing on the world stage. Trump can do that immediately. No one pushes that guy around on the world stage. And no one, we, we know for a fact he can get us back economically where we need to be. Our dollar is about to crash. The economy's faltering. Our 401k, so many people stayed in their job during COVID, even though their bosses were pushing nonsense on them. They stayed in. Maybe they got the jab against their, their, uh, you know, wishes because they wanted to build a, put a, um, you know, food on the table for their family. And now we're finding out our 401k could falter. We're going to watch the economy crumble a bit here. 
And this is by sitting silent, afraid to stand up and speak common sense. And we need a, we need this brash New Yorker to get back in the White House. And, and we need to get Biden out. And frankly, Biden probably needs to go into a care center and get some help. Yeah, and shame uh, on his family. I, I actually, I, I used to at one time be in charge of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. And I know several that have wonderful nursing homes. And that's where I he mean, needs to be. They're a little more confining than the normal nursing home. Like he's but he's sold nice out our country. He sold out our country. And I mean, that's the guy, a fact. the guy, the guy. Uh, if if you don't realize that he's compromised on China, you you got a problem. I mean, you need remedial education. Yeah. Or, or you're in denial. <laughs> you're yeah. listening to the fake news. Well, we'll be back very shortly. And I carry you're going to stay with us some more. Where I would love it. We're, we're going to try to get a special phone call. We'll be right back. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani show. And I have uh, the absolutely incomparable Carrie Lake with me. And I'm going to ask her a question that I think uh, she's going to have a lot of insight into because she understands this campaign more than most. And by the way, I got about five people here nominating for vice president on the line. (laughs) Just want you to know that before you get off. And these are New Yorkers. They're not from, you know, they're mostly New Yorkers. Judith, Rob. I Rob like the one on top, top there. Bob's top. I like the very oh, top yeah, you like comment. Sal? But that sound, I mean, Sal's a real New Yorker. Are we supposed to believe that people voted for Biden? <laughs> That's what he said. And probably in, we'll that, exact, him, in that exact uh, well, accent. Gonna, I'm going to put him on and see how good I am. But I'm going to ask you a question. So, and, and, we have, and we have Ted here, who I got to tell you has from the very, very beginning been very, very, uh, uh, let's say not very uh, charitable toward DeSantis. Uh, he, he was going way up. You know, yeah. it was like, like like a constant boom, and then all of a sudden, about six weeks ago, it just turns, and he, he the, the uh, it almost seems like we don't know what the bottom is. Yeah. So what happened? And, and I hope he wakes up and stops listening to the people around him and realizes that I think his political career is in trouble if he doesn't get smart. The reason he was going way up is because the people voted him and they reelected him for governor of Florida. He's been an effective governor. There's no doubt about it. He's been effective. The people just voted him in. Can you imagine if you were just voted in for your second term as mayor of New York and within weeks you were already plotting and planning your next? No, your next, you know, yeah, against political. the guy who got me elected. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happened. People started realizing it. They went, wait a minute. We just voted you in. We, we, we were hoping you were going to stay a little while. And then they find out that he's going to run against the most popular president in Trump. And don't believe what the media says about him. He won in a landslide in 2020. Right. We know Joe Biden didn't win by 81 million votes. That's bogus. Anybody with half a brain mm-hmm. or a third of a brain understands that. It's, it's impossible. 81 million votes. Impossible. As I always say, 81 million votes my bleep. We know it's not true. So when people started to realize it and then Trump started saying, hey, wait a minute, uh, and talking a little bit about how he was the one who got him into office. He was. I was there. I watched I watched the whole thing from Putnam to uh, his almost getting beaten by a massive crook. Uh, not only a crook, a meth addict, druggie, yeah, pervert. I mean, this is a guy that so Trump saved New York out. from that, and, and he brought him DeSantis, and and DeSantis has been effective. All I'm saying is, I really believe DeSantis needs to realize if he wants to have a political future, he needs to wait until 28. And I think he could, if he does the right thing and handles it, I think he could be a shoe in. But I'd, I'm worried about this. He may have passed. You know, I think Kerry, he may have pa- he may have passed the point of no return. You think so? I don't know. See, some people. Know. It's going to be well, hard. You I know, think the, if he handles Trump it people, right, the if Trump he were people to st- value loyalty a lot, yeah. a lot. I think if he were to back out now, maybe 
um, I think it would be really smart for him to do that. Yeah. And what do you, to save his career? You know, I always say he's only, he's 10 years younger than me. He's like 43, 44. And he's got a well, lot you, you of, look, you look younger. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank it's you. It's true, by the way. So he's got a big career ahead of him. And the question is, does he want to have a big political career? If he does, I think he backs out now, supports Trump wholeheartedly, and then jumps in and continues to run Florida and, and gets even stronger in the way he runs it. And then he comes back strong. We need him to do that. And I, I think that for I me, the disappointment has been how would you stab someone in the back? Like, well, President sure. Trump? You know, if somebody else comes along who look, I don't I don't like the any of the other candidates, but most of them don't. A lot of them don't owe anything to Trump. But even even to see um, uh, to see somebody like uh, uh, the, the former governor of South Carolina, see her run. That makes me feel bad. He appointed her. He appointed her to a very, very important position, yeah. the U.N. It gave her foreign policy credits, which he didn't have as a governor. Mm-hmm. He was very good to her. And she walked out on him right before re-election, which my son, if my son's on ABC, too. Boy, he rips her apart over that because he was in the administration at the time working on that. And she just walked out on everybody. Yeah. You know, the people inside that administration really don't like her. Yeah, well, I I think that, you know, she was always looking at what's next for her rather than our country. We need more people in government who are not looking at what's next for their political career and are looking at how do we help our country? How do we help our country? So I hope DeSantis does the right thing. I think he could salvage his political career if he does the right thing. My concern is um, if for some reason I don't even see it, this would be an impossibility. But if for some reason he did end up on the ticket, I don't think he wins. I think the MAGA folks are so furious that he would run against President Trump that they will sit out and we will end up with basement Biden, who, as Trump says, doesn't even know he's alive. Well, you know, a lot of people say, well, it'll all be up to Trump. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Trump, if if he won, and I don't don't see it, but Trump would support him. Trump would support him because he would have to over Biden. That that wouldn't bring along the magnitude. No, people. it wouldn't. Maybe it would bring along a quarter of them, a few of them. Yeah. A lot of them would say, well, you have to do that. But we don't. <laughs> enough, enough of them would step back and say, I just can't. I can't. And so darn close, a little thing like that could blow yeah. the entire election. So I'm hoping that um, he realizes that his popularity that, that got him reelected and he's needed there. We need effective Republican governors. He's got a lot of power in that position. Stay there. Do a great job. And then in 28, you come in strong and you come out punching. And, and that will earn back some of the respect. But right now, people are really disappointed that he would do this. We know what happened in 2020 with Trump, and we need to rally around him. Yeah, yeah. We, we, right now, what we've got to be concentrating on is a voter integrity effort. That's the biggest in the yeah. history of the world. That's why I'm fighting, and that's you why know? I've never given up on my case, and people in New York don't realize what and happened. thank you for doing that, by the they way. They sabotaged important. Election Day. Can you imagine how scared of me they were that they had to actually print the wrong image on the ballot so that on election day all the ballots got spit out in just the republican areas where we had 75% of the people voting for us i'm not just fighting for because i was t- it was taken from me i'm fighting for the people of arizona yeah, you're fighting me. you're fighting for a history what happened in 2020 as yeah. well in, and we're going to push state. our case all the way to the supreme court i understand that they're interested in a in a great election case and they want one and hopefully they'll take our case but we're not going to stop because we can't sit back and go, well, another election was stolen. I guess we'll try again. We're not. There's no try again when they're stealing elections. Yeah, I don't think the the court understood the magnitude of what they passed on. Yeah, I think the thinking was, let's stay out of it. It's just another one of those election disputes, like uh, like 2000. Yeah. Or look, we've had a lot of cheating in American elections. Uh, we've probably not known the magnitude of it, but it probably has happened. Look, politics is like that. That's why they hate populists. It's yeah. harder. It's really <laughs> obvious when you get a populist on the ticket 
that there's some rigging going on. Right. And that's why they like a cup. We want a mamby pamby on the right and a mamby pamby politician on the left. And then it's like, oh, it was close. This one won. It's really hard when you get a strong leader like a Trump, yeah. when you get a Bolsonaro, when you get someone like Carrie Lake, where mm-hmm. it is a movement and it's palpable and it's obvious and you're up by 10 points right. or 11 points. And then somebody who never even showed up somehow wins. Oh, and by the way, and she happened to run the elections. Hmm. Something doesn't sound credible and ethical. You know, they just that. ignore those things that in the past would have been like massive conflicts. They just jumped out at you as, well, she can't do that. <laughs> because there's no journalists out there. It used to be that, you yeah, know. We've got to have a separate conflict. What happened to that? We Journalists are, in, in my opinion, are required. It's their duty. It's their moral obligation to question big and loss. call out corruption. It's a big loss for us. Yeah. And it's, it's frankly, even without the journalists, it's, it's incumbent on all these people. It's incumbent on us as Americans to call out corruption. And all of a sudden, it's taboo to ask questions about elections they're that are beginning, not being... They're beginning. To, I, I see that change now. I see much more of... Ex- like, when I first said the election was stolen, people looked at me like I was from Mars. Now people look at me like I'm from Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> you which were is right. where I am from. <laughs> you were right all about all the Ukraine stuff. You were right about. Oh, Trump is great on that. You, you were right about the 2020 yeah. election. Rudy was right. Rudy was right. Yeah. I told them we got to do a chart. We got to do a chart. Rudy and Trump. Trump and Rudy were right. Who's more uh, right? You're both right. <laughs> well, well, same thing, right? Uh, 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 the whole the whole Russian Russian collusion. Yep. They were lying. We were telling the truth. The, the conversation with the president of Ukraine, we were right. They were lying. And then the hard drive censorship is outrageous. I mean, that could be worse than actually fixing the vote. It's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they deprive the American people of probably the most relevant piece of information about a presidential election in our history on purpose. With our top intelligence people, what does that tell you about them? And censor us if we try to speak out about it. And then they throw the whole COVID thing in to, right. to take the election from us. Think about, you know, I just have a question for people out there. If you're driving and you're, you know, on the, on the freeway or you're in Maybe one of these. pulling over, getting angry. <laughs> you don't have to pull. Just raise your hand off your steering wheel in, in, your, in the privacy of your car if you are a little nervous about speaking out about where you stand politically. And if you just raised your hand off your steering wheel because it's it's uncomfortable and you have friends and you're living in kind of a liberal area, we need you right now so much. It can't be just the Rudys and the Carries and the Trumps and some of these yeah, outspoken people. You, we need outspoken New Yorkers. Ready? I, I was shocked. I had dinner with some really strong moms, and they said, our moms are afraid to speak out. They see what's happening to their kids, but they're afraid. I said, you're telling me New Yorkers are afraid to speak out? We need yeah, you, New Yorkers. You, you hit a real phenomenon. I mean, that's really going on. It's hard for people to believe who, who aren't in the middle of it. But the middle they get, the minute they get in the middle of it, they become very frightened. They become very frightened that their job will be taken away, their friends will be taken away, they'll be ostracized. Even in these school board things, it's shocking though, to think involved. of New Yorkers that way because I see them as the strongest of the strong. They're never afraid to speak out, and then they're afraid to speak out in politics right now yeah, no, when we are, need them most. People are people. Most people are just good people, average people. You get some real evil people and you get some real heroes. And then most of the rest are just regular people. Yeah. And we need a lot of the heroes now. <laughs> well, we need the regular people to become, we'll become the heroes. heroes. Absolutely. Because I don't know if there's a lot of God-fearing people out there listening, but God placed us here for a reason. This is the same God that parted the Red Sea, okay? He's with us today and he put us here for a reason. This is not an accident that I was born in this this era, this a generation, lot more of them, a lot more of them than uh, people like to realize. They just need some reaffirmation. Yeah, they need they need. I mean, people tend to follow a little and they need a little bit of reaffirmation. It's OK to believe in God. 
Yeah. And you it's know, okay, it's okay to have people You're not get hurt. criticize you. Guess yeah. what? When you walk through that fear of like the criticism and you get to, you get through it, then nothing I makes you afraid. I walk through the valley of death and I fear no evil. <laughs> I fear nothing. I really don't. <laughs> it's a much better way to go through life. Otherwise you're going to spend your entire life being afraid. That's why we're so happy, Rudy. That's yeah, why we are we're, happy, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You look better when you're happy too, right? You do. You do. And, and I think you make better decisions. You make absolutely better decisions. True. So can we, before Carrie has to leave, she can be on Newsmax. That's the only thing you can watch. It's the only thing you can watch. I can't find One American News on my, on my uh, I mean, I would watch One American News. Yeah, I would too. Uh, but I can't find it on my thing. I'm going to go looking for it. But now I, just, I watch Newsmax from morning to night. I'm afraid to put on, I'm afraid to put on Fox because I don't want them to get it like even one one little I rating know. point. I won't click on stuff. I won't click. Someone will send me an article. Did you see what they said about you? And I go, I can't click on that. Take a screenshot. I don't even want to give them the credit for one click. That's how principled I am on the fake news. Don't even click on it. Yeah, I get things like that, too. They're attacking this one. They're attacking that one. I said, look, they're going crazy. Let them attack anybody they want. I mean, I, I, I think if I were on that station, I'd be kind of. I, I actually want to look. I, I know these people for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at the I was there at the creation of it, Roger Ailes. I gave them the New York City Channel because uh, Turner would not put them on. I got sued. Wow! In in in, in, 19, in 1996, yep. during the World Series between the Atlanta Braves and the New York Yankees, we were having a litigation with Turner, who owned who owned the uh, the Braves, and he was and Steinbrenner and I were were, were you know big oh, fans of, of Roger Ailes. And, yeah. Now, awful. now they probably won't even put you and on. I gotta tell you, Rupert, it wasn't for you. It was for Roger. I never trusted you. I trusted Roger Ailes right. being a real American. And I did it not because I'm, I would have done it for Democrats if they were shut out that way on free speech. I did it because I actually believe in free speech. Mm-hmm. And look, look, look what they turned out to be. And now to do this. Ah. It's, it's bad. I mean, hey, listen, it, they're a company and they can do what they want. They can run the company the way they choose to. I think what they're doing is they're choosing to run a uniparty style establishment Republican neocon network. They don't want the voices of America first because they are pushing a specific candidate. In my opinion, you can, you can tell by looking at some of the people who are talking on their network. And it's dangerous to have a Tucker Carlson because, you know, the network wants to be the arbiter of talking points, right? They want to be like, here's our talking points for the day or the week. And they, the network wants that. Any court, you know, CNN wants right. that for the left. And all of a sudden, the network wasn't responsible for the talking points because Tucker's voice became so strong that he was creating the talking points for where America and America First was going. And they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This you is know, what I think. And some of that, because it was a vacuum, there should be 20 Tucker Carlson's. That's Instead right. of one. That's right. And he should be one of the great ones, but not the only one. And it's, it's sad in America well, that there's a lot. You're one of them. And oh, yeah. The, but where but where he had a very powerful voice. But he was the only one left in the in the mainstream. I mean, because Fox right. now is mainstream media. So Boy, if CNN were smart, they just dump all these people and just start over with a MAGA show. <laughs> Absolutely. Dan Bongino and, by the way, and MAGA him. stands for Make America Great Again. If you're against that, then, you know, I, I can't Ooh, help you. Is that what it stands for, says the president? That's what it stands for? Make America I, Great Again. That sounds pretty good. But Jill <laughs> told me that was bad. She said it was very she, she said MAGA was very Can I have my ice cream now? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to take a break, and we're going to come back with Mayor's final thoughts. And we want to thank Carrie Lake. What a 
governor she'll make. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rudy. the court finally rules. We love not, you. Not New York VP, loves though. you, and America loves you. Thank not a you bad for... VP, Mr. President. Oh, my okay. gosh. Thank you so much. All and right. thank you, New York. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. NYC.